the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are about to listen to American Signpost, a thought that points us back to God. Spiritually speaking, 500 years ago, the world did an about-face. My spiritual about-face came about a minute after I did an about-face in the office of my battalion sergeant major. My sin was against the army, and the army takes pride in being unforgiving. Within a minute of my being set free by the sergeant major, Christ set me free from his wrath against my sin. It was a gift, pure and simple. It was a gift Martin Luther was given 500 years ago this year. It is a gift America needs now. We need to do an about-face. Deep down, we know that we do not want to end up where this road is taking us. Only one can go deep enough to cleanse our soul. He is Jesus Christ. I am Pastor William Boylan. This is an American Signpost. Visit PastorBoylan.com to learn more about how history instructs our country's way back to God. That's PastorBoylan.com. Welcome to Signpost. Signposts has been posing one question. How can America's past shed light on her future? Join Signpost host, Pastor William Boylan, and his son, author Andrew Boylan, as they visit America's foundation to understand better what's happening in the world today. Get ready to hear about America's beginnings, as you have probably never heard before. Now, let's join Signpost. Good afternoon. Welcome to Signposts. This is one of your hosts, Andrew Boylan, with my dad, William Boylan. How are you today, Dad? Uh, I'm having a good day so far. I hope it uh, continues on. We've given a lot of thought to uh, today's program, and uh, I know it was helpful to me to think these things through, and I hope as we talk about uh, these uh, it's not really the Reformation directly. We're not teaching history, but uh, but the world changed 500 years ago. I mean, it took a dramatic turn. Yes, it did. It uh, did an about face in a way when Martin Luther finally figured out that God is good, he is loving, and that he sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but to save souls. Uh, it doesn't mean we can't don't have to deal with our sin and guilt. But God's dealt with it, and uh, we have to face it. Uh, and in the way, I hope that we can talk around these things today uh, on this program, since it is, again, uh, the month when Luther went to the wall and posted that thesis. I know, I know. It, it's an exciting month in the history of the Protestant faith and the history of the Christian church. Um, and it's exciting. I wanted to take a moment to tell the audience, you know, who you're listening to here on, on signposts and welcome you to, um, pastorboylan.com where you can find out more about, um, signpost ministry and what we are here to, uh, talk about, which is the biblical influence on the formation of America is really trying to help people find a way back to their Christian roots that made this country great and keep it on track. And in light of that, I think this has been a perfect topic. We've talked about it for the last couple of weeks with it, the event just happening um, of the anniversary. It seems apropos to continue. Um, it's such a, so much, so such a rich history that 
informed this movement and this this major change in the church at the time. So I'm excited to kind of get a chance to go back, revisit that with you today, Dad. Well, it is exciting because when you look at the uh, history of the world and then think about it in the context of our faith in Christ, and particularly in what the Bible tells us about what it means that Christ came into the world, that he suffered, bled, and died for us who, if we had suffered, bled, and died, uh, we would not have been able to recover but he was he was innocent. He he was guilty in one sense. Uh, he was uh, bearing my sin and therefore was uh, guilty in my stead. But he didn't have any sin of his own. So when he had uh, satisfied God's wrath against me, he was free to rise. Mm. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking of this when we sat down here at the microphone, but it might it might be really helpful uh, for those who are listening to us. Now, you may, as you're tuning into the radio today, you may uh, be a Christian. and may have been a Christian a long time and uh, have uh, your own insights into the Bible that uh, you could share with us. But, uh, but one of the insights that I don't hear a lot about, or at least uh, uh, I've when I teach it, I'll put it a different way. I think I'm rambling a little. Uh, when I teach it this way, I find that Christians who have been long-standing Christians are still surprised by it. Hmm. Uh, l- let me explain to you what I'm talking about, since I'm being a little general. And there's a verse in the Bible. Uh, you'll, if you turn to the book of Romans, and the last verse in that fourth chapter, mm. uh, one way or another, the English translations will say something like this. He was put to death for our trespasses and raised again for our justification. Mm. Now, Paul is finishing, well, he's really ending a portion of what he has to say. He goes on in the book of Romans for many more chapters, but but he's been dealing with what Luther rediscovered and what transformed Luther's life, and Luther's influence was transformative in the life of the churches, Mm. and that was justification by faith alone. Mm. Not by works, not by deserving uh, God's uh, hand on us. In fact, the, 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 he, we deserve his hand, but not in a very good way. <laughs> the way we sometimes apply uh, hands to the bottom of our babies or younger youngsters when they disobey. But uh, no, it, it was a transformative period in the history of the world, as it turned out. It was certainly transformative in the history of Europe. Mm. Uh, and the churches, many of them, changed. They changed dramatically because Luther realized as he studied uh, and taught, he was actually a teacher in the Castle Church at Wittenberg in Germany, but he began teaching on the Psalms, and they alerted him that there was more to this than MCI. Then he studied Galatians, and he got a better insight onto the grace of God. But boy, when he hit Romans, it was like a blockbuster. It re- he really grasped the idea that we are saved by faith and faith alone. Mm. But when you, when you get to the end of the fourth chapter, you get that statement that uh, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. But Paul puts it this way. He, 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 uh, he died. He, he died because of our sins, and he rose because of our justification. Mm. Okay, now I like it in that translation rather than for. Is, this is not a Greek lesson, but there's a little Greek word there that that is used in both of those statements, both of those lines, and it's usually he was put to death 
for our sins, mm. and then raised again for our justification. When you read it, it sounds like we were saved or justified by his rising. Mm. It sounds that way, you know, put to death for our transgressions, raised again for our justification. But I think that word there would be better translated because of, because of. Mm. He was put to death because of our sins. But he was raised again because of our justification. In other words, mm. here's, what I, here's what I understand it. The, the cause of his death on the cross was my sin. There's a cause for him being brutalized, uh, uh, tortured, left to die, hanging on a tree. Uh, and the cause was me. Mm. He was put to death because of my transgression. But he rose. He rose. He didn't rise spiritually. He rose bodily. He invited Thomas to put his finger in his side and touch his palms of his hands. It's me, Thomas. It's me. I'm not a spook. I'm not a ghost. It's me. I've walked out of my grave. I've risen. Well, thinking of that verse yep. I'm referring to, what's the cause of his rising? Just because he's God, I mean, he is God in human form. He, he though he was in the form of God, he's talking about Jesus. Yeah, this is a great moment. That's a good question. And I think that's a great question, a moment to remind listeners that you're listening to signposts on WBIX um, radio. We're um, we're a ministry, um, signpost ministry, uh, the um, reminding um, Americas of their Christian foundation and some of the tools that created this country. Um, and I want to take this moment just to remind you that you can join us at PastorBoylan.com to find out more. Um, and let's go Let's go right back to that question, um, and let's answer that question that yeah. you were just saying. Hey, yes, and the question is, or the observation is, that, uh, that it's, there's, a cause, there's, a, for, there's a cause for everything under the sun. This is a cause and effect world. Uh, the ultimate cause is God. Mm. You know, God says, let there be, and there was. He's the cause of it, right? And he's worked, he works himself uh, uh, throughout history, works by causing things to happen, sometimes directly. Sometimes through us, sometimes through other instruments. But mm. God uh, is is the ultimate cause, right? Mm. So, so and so we can say of things. What? Well, it's because of what? Because we're asking a causal question, and and though the Bible says. Christ died for a reason. There was a cause for this. He w it wasn't just a, a bad day that the Romans were having, a, and the Jews were not after him to crucify him for no reason. They had a cause. They, mm. they believed he was telling a lie. They believed he was a blasphemer. They believed that he was endangering the nation. They believed that if he claimed to be king, uh, that finally Caesar would be fed up with him and the people, and he'd send his armies in, and he'd show them who was really the king. He was the king. He, and, and so that's why the question comes, are you a king, Pilate asked. He, that, that's sedition. Mm. And uh, so anyway, so, so uh, I'm going back to that. Uh, if you just tuned in, I was talking about the the 25th verse of the fourth chapter of Romans. It's the end of the chapter. And he says he was put to death for our transgressions. But I suggested that the better way to translate that word for is because of. 
So he was put to death because we sinned, because of our transgression. And he was raised again, and many of the translations say, for our justification, which if you just read it the way it sounds, it sounds like he rose, and that was the cause of our justification. Mm. But actually... The better way to translate that little word that we translated for is to translate it because of. So it's really saying he was put to death because of our transgressions. We sinned, he died. He died for our sins. Not for everyone's in general. He died for those who uh, have their faith in his name. Because faith is the evidence that God is uh Working in their lives. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Mm. <laughs> Faith is everything. So, but, but the reason that he died is because we don't deserve that kind of treatment from God. We deserve his wrath, but he chose instead to show us his mercy. Mm. And so how did he do that? Well, he satisfied the law's demand. He can't break his own law. If he broke his law physically every day, uh, you would never put your hand in water because it might be that today water boils at 212, maybe tomorrow boils at 84. Mm. <laughs> and if he didn't keep his law, if we didn't know his laws, if we didn't know how it worked, we're in constant danger. We'd, right. we'd, be, we'd be basket cases. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know what to expect day by day because right. God would be changing his laws. Well, his law is that the soul that sin shall die. Mm, that's, that's right. In, that's in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 3, if anybody wants to look it up. If the soul that sins will die, and I've sinned, and I die, so what? Right. I, I got what I deserve. Yeah, absolutely. But Jesus didn't sin, but he died. Right. So you have so to explain the, law the cause disrupted. of his death. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you explain the, uh, the cause of his death, it's my sin. So he was put to death because of my transgressions. Right. But isn't this interesting? It's the same word in the next clause. And raised again because of my justification. Mm. Because he has satisfied the law, because he has set me free, because I no longer owed my life to God as a culprit or a criminal or a sinner, because he paid for it, he's free to rise. The implication to me is that if he did not actually take my sin on the cross, he'd still be in his grave. Right. It's my it's my justification that is the cause of his rising. So if you if you're listening today and you've never thought about this, or maybe you've tuned in and you wonder what is the Christian faith all about? The Christian faith is based in a way on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They the, the early disciples they became apostles. They were the sent ones. They went out into the world with good news, and their good news was that Jesus Christ rose bodily from the grave. And what's so good about that news is that if he had not succeeded in paying for sin, he'd still be in his grave. Mm. <laughs> because there would be no no legitimacy in letting him loose in the world again if that if God said, you know, you've taken their sin, you know, just too bad. Uh, I'm not going to forgive them. Yep. And that means you just pay this penalty for eternity. You've died and you'll be remain dead. But no, God said, I accept you. I accept your blood as an offering for their sin. And therefore, as far as I'm concerned, this sin is gone. You've paid for it. You're free to rise. Hmm. Isn't that wow. a powerful verse? It really is. It really is. It's a very powerful verse. And um, but, and, and the important thing, Andrew, if I can just add this one yeah. postscript, and we can talk about this. 
That was the faith that uh, so, so many brought here to the New World in the 1600s when they planted America. Right. Yeah, there's something. I mean, you can feel the power of that even as I just talk about it. But when that grasps the mind and uh, fills the heart, uh, it, it transforms lives. And the, I, everybody that walked onto these shores was not a you know solid Christian, but, uh, but there were a lot of them that were. Mm. A lot of them came here precisely because God had done this marvelous work of redemption in their lives. And they wanted a place where they were free to live it out. Mm. And they and they felt uh, in those days, I'm talking uh, early 17th century, 1600s, they, they believed that uh, the place they could go and, and have that freedom would be in this new world that had just been discovered. America. Right. Yeah. And that leads us right to the reason that we're here and the reason that we're broadcasting today, which is to bring those ideas back to the forefront of the culture today in this moment. The signpost is about finding those signs, finding the signs from history that lead us to where we are today. And we believe that we're at a crossroads and the country can go one way or it can go another. And our hope is to reinforce these biblical narratives, reinforce these ideas that were central in the planters of this nation in the 1600s who wanted to bring the gospel to a new place and build it up and be a shining light to the rest of the world. They wanted to create this nation. And we believe that that's what made it a great nation. And if we, we take the road that leads back to them, back to these stories, back to these individuals who planted the country, we can continue America's greatness. And that is what we believe here in Signpost, and that's why we're here today. And we want to welcome people to PastorBoylan.com, where you can find out more, hear more stories about the planting of America, the Christian heritage that we all share in this nation, and how, and how we can bring it forth to a new generation. And Today, we want to remind you, anybody who might be joining us, we're talking about Martin Luther. We're talking about the transformative moment that changed the face of Christianity in the world. And we're talking about justification by faith, which was the, what would you even call it? A tenant, a tentpole of his, of what really transformed him and made him ask these questions and put forth these 95 treatises. Absolutely. He, he, uh, no, he, he it came to him. Uh, let me give uh, people who may not know much beyond the fact of that's his name, Martin Luther, about the man. Mm. Uh, he was a very bright kid, and uh, when he got to the age that he was going to go to the to the university, his father wanted to be a lawyer. So his father must have figured he had a good sharp mind. Mm. And uh, but Luther, uh, now remember, he's living in a medieval age. He's not living in 20th century America or 21st now. 21st century America. He was living in 16th century Germany. Uh, very superstitious time. The church ruled the roost. Uh, you you obeyed the church, uh, and if you didn't, you could be in physical trouble. I mean, the uh, the church down in the southern part of Europe, we uh, had the uh, Inquisition. Uh, if you went against the teaching of the church, you were liable to end up in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, there was no horsing around. There was no fooling around. So, but he was in that kind of a world, and and the church had. Uh, I really, I 
what can I say? Overstepped his bounds. It certainly had gone beyond the Bible. Mm. And I I put it this way because it's the way I best understand it, and I think it's enough on target that it's uh, n- not pejorative but really descriptive. Mm. And that is that in, in many ways the church began to take Christ's place. Mm. The church became the Savior. Uh, obedience to the church was your salvation. Uh, if you if you defied the church, you could be excommunicated, mm-hmm. and if you were barred from the Lord's supper, you were lost. Mm-hmm. But all of this, to me, points to the fact that the church is in the place that Christ claimed for His own. Mm-hmm. Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I am meek. This is Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. I am meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest to your soul. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, I don't mean. I don't think it means that we're to take our sin lightly. I think what it means is that Jesus Christ will uh, take and put himself in yoke with us. When, when oxen pulled, there were two of them and they were yoked. Mm. One ox one ox was not pulling the whole load. Right. And Jesus is really saying by that phrase, uh, I am willing to come and be yoked with you. Mm-hmm. And when I'm with my strength and my, my not my glory in an abstract sense, but 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 my righteousness, who I am, what what I'm all about. Me, I'm Jesus said, I, I am I am your creator. That's really what he said. He when he when he opened the blind man's eyes, he was recreating those eyes. Mm. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, he was creating him anew. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he was showing in a, momentary, a moment of time who he really was. He was giving signs to the world to see. Uh, you know, I, I can change the nature of things. That's what Jesus is claiming. Uh, uh, you know, uh, doesn't the Bible ask in Jeremiah, can a leopard change his spots? Right. Can we change the color of our skin? Mm-hmm. No, it's in our nature. But water is not wine, and wine is not water. Right. And Jesus took eight, 180 gallons of water, and I guess by just saying, let there be wine, yep. that water became wine and had enough for that wedding party that they were at at the time. Anyway, you get the point. Absolutely. Uh, The point is that Jesus was claiming uh, to to be God. Mm. And and so in this uh, uh, time that Luther was living in, uh, this idea of God coming into the world, taking our place, taking our, our responsibilities in a way to himself, taking taking our sin and dealing with it in his own person. So not because uh, it's not a game, it's that we can't deal with it. All we can do in light of our sin is suffer for it. Uh, and if the wages of sin is death, then all that we can do is finally die. That's the only way we can satisfy the law. We've, when we sinners die, the law is satisfied. The law says you die. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Christ comes into the world with no sin. He's born of a virgin. He wasn't born of Joseph, his father. He's born of the Spirit of God. Mm. And so he's in the world. And and uh, in 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 the time of Luther, uh, the church, by interposing itself or putting itself in the place of Christ, really created more fear than love. Mm. And Luther was absolutely 
weighed down with the fact that he couldn't deal. He knew his sin. He felt his sin, but he couldn't deal with his sin. And he couldn't. Mm. Uh, but he felt like he should. And the church was kind of telling him, you should be able to. You should be able to, you know, change. You should be able to do. And and he was so sensitive to the, the weight of his guilt that he actually uh, beat himself up. Mm. He actually physically beat himself up to try to pay for what he felt was his guilt. He's mm. a very interesting man, very right. sensitive, very bright. And uh, But he's heading to law school, and that's where his father wanted him to go. But on his way, a uh, lightning storm, a uh, thunderstorm broke out, and a lightning bolt almost killed him. Wow, that's a great moment. We, are going, we have a commercial coming up, and this is a very... An excellent moment to to pause, to pause uh, to remind you that you're listening to Signposts. And although that we're talking about Martin Luther today and his manifest change that took place during his lifetime in the Christian Church and that he was a part of, our main mission has been to talk about the biblical influence in the forming of America and the planting of America, and the people who brought God's word here to build new churches to be a light to shine to the rest of the world and show his glory um, from our shores. And we believe that through that, God has created here and has turned, has made America a great country. And through that and through his shining, that light has brought back to us tenfold. Um, And we believe that if we continue to show that light, the the richness of what God rewards us with will continue to come. Um, and that is, that is at heart what signpost is about, is about looking for the signs that lead us to, that direct us to what God wants to see in, in our world, in our time here on earth. And we do want to take a moment as we go to commercial break to welcome you to whatpastorboylan.com. Um, we want to say that um, we've been on the air now for a year with signposts, about a year, and we're coming to the end of our funding, and we're looking for anybody out there who's interested in supporting this. If you've been listening throughout this year and you feel like our message is something that the world needs to hear, that more people here in New England need to remember, that we want our kids to remember about as they go forward into the world and what kind of America we want to see in the future, we do want to welcome you to PastorBoylan.com um, if you feel it that you have a place to give us some support, we would love it because it is coming to an end and, and our, and that'll be the end of our show. So, but if you would like to see it continue and you think that what we've had to say for this past year is worth saying and worth hearing, please stop by pastorboylan.com. And there is a, uh, several different places where you can click to donate. And that that's how we survive. That's how we've been here for this whole year is only through the kindness of others and people who believe that our message is something that should be heard. I mean, if you're one of those people, we would, we would love to hear from you and we will be back with the rest of the story of Martin Luther after the lightning storm, after this break. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.